welcome back, West Vancouver Magazine Podcast. We have been having a great time doing these. We've got so many episodes now online, and we've had so many special guests. But again, I am so honored and so thrilled to have this special guest on the line with us today. She's going to tell us a, a few things, and we will talk about the year that has been. It is an honor to have on the line with us today, West Vancouver Mayor Mary and Booth, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for inviting me, Kat. You know, it has been, I mean, it's the year that was. It was the year that wasn't. Stuff got done. Stuff didn't get done. Where do we start? Well, I'll tell you. Where I always like to start is asking my guest who you are. I mean, I know who you are, let's face it. Most people who live in West Vancouver know who you are because you were elected a mayor. It was actually two years ago. It's uh, been a really interesting two years, and uh, we'll probably get into some of that a little later. But uh, uh, yeah, no, solid two years. But I'm feeling great. I'm really having a good time. You know, and that is exactly the kind of thing that I think if you're not having fun, why do it, right? Now, that means a lot when you say it in terms of the jobs you hold, because as I said, who is Mary Ann Booth? Well, Mary Ann Booth that I know, she is obviously a lawyer by trade. She's a mother. She's been elected mayor prior to that. She was on council and very active in the community. Tell us, Mayor Booth, how did you get involved in all of this? Well, <laughs> that is uh, really good. I could say that I was uh, a an older woman, a, a, a um, you know a student, older woman in elementary school, and that's where it all started. But I don't think that was is really so accurate. I was on student council, so maybe that doesn't surprise people either. But I have to be say I have to say. I did not plot this career I pass. I, I, I knew that I wanted to go to business school and law school. I thought I wanted to be a corporate lawyer. And um, I, I was really fortunate. I had about four different careers in law because I was always interested in um, pursuing satisfying things, but also learning. And so I was, I was a civil litigator and then I taught at UBC for six years in their business school I taught law and then I became a prosecutor because that was something I always want to do oh, and then wow. I was in-house counsel for Coast Hotels and um, and when I look back I um, it really set me up perfectly for what I'm doing and so I'll I'll give credit where credit's due um, I was on the pack at Pauline Johnson Elementary. I was the pack chair, and um, Pam Goldsmith Jones, who was on council at the time, she started, um, I'll say, bugging me <laughs> to get on council. <laughs> and honestly, <laughs> honestly, just to almost assuage her, I finally said, "Look, my kids are little. I've been on the pack. I know something about the school system. I'll run for, I'll run for school board." And so I start, I was on school board and then I got, I was chair of the school board. And after six years, which is my pattern, I kind of put my head up and went, okay, now what can I do? Cause I, I, I really with, even within law sort of had five hour, five year careers. So put my head up and thought, wow, council looks really interesting. What I've done, I think is I have something to offer the community. 
And so that's how so Pam Goldsmith-Jones, former mayor, I would not be here if it wasn't for her um, really encouraging me to get into politics. Now, women as leaders, the whole theme that has emerged there with your history. I mean, I love hearing these stories and I love talking to dynamic women who have helped us come to this point in history because, you know, politics was never a place for a lady, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And that started to change. Thank God. Um, you know, a few, <laughs> I'd like to even maybe say a few hundred years ago, but as you pointed out, rightly so, you're following in the footsteps of, um, you're our third female mayor. It started mm-hmm. with um, a lovely lady. She used to actually be um, my church counselor, not my church, my church elder, and the Bonham family, Pat Bonham, Mm -hmm. who kind of helped break Mm -hmm. that mold. And then, as you say, Pam Goldsmith-Jones, who in and of herself is just born to do this kind of job as well. Mm -hmm. And now we have you. So West Vancouver, despite kind of the reputation we get over here for sort of being old-fashioned, we're really quite progressive, I think, when it comes to politics and women in politics. Now, women are breaking glass ceilings all over the place here, Marianne. What do you see? as a woman's job in politics these days? Is it getting easier? Is it getting harder? Give us some insight as to what you have experienced sitting in the mayor's chair. Well, I have to say, um, in some ways, I'm quite surprised that we're still, we still have this same challenges that our mothers had and you know my mom was a my mom was a single mom and she raised me she was always a working mom and um, very smart and capable and um, my father struggled with mental health issues so she really was what grounded my brother and I and supported us we we didn't have a lot of money but we had um, the strength of my mom and um, she did in her own right she uh she accomplished a lot as a single as a woman and so when i got into law i have to say i was again kind of surprised at how um you'd think the legal system with its human rights legislation etc would be really progressive but it really wasn't um and then you know i did that for 20 years and then i thought well okay now politics and i have to be honest kat um I, as a woman, you, you, you kind of, you are aware of that you're treated differently. I mean, there's, there's actually research that shows women politicians are five times more likely to be harassed or bullied. And I, I ask myself when I do receive criticism, whether it's in writing or uh, uh, otherwise, I always seem to ask myself, would they treat a man like this? So um, I do think We've made some strides forward, but it's kind of two steps forward, one step back. And you're just always forging new ground. And and Pam and Pat um, really, you know, laid the path for me to kind of take it to the next level. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it is surprising. And when I talk, luckily, I'm friends with Mayor Buchanan in North Vancouver City, and she was a school trustee as well at the same time I was in North Van and she was also on council when I was here. So I can say that the thing that really helps women politicians is is being with other women politicians and we we, we support each other. Um, but there's only three women mayors at Metro out of 
23 municipalities and one First Nation, wow. only three women mayor got elected in the metro region. Wow. Doesn't seem quite proportionate. Now, you know, I always think about things like, you know, I think a lot of us struggle with this idea of um, just giving a woman a job because she's a woman. Nobody wants that either. We always want the mm -hmm. best person in the job, but proportionately, and as we always say, population-wise, the numbers still don't match up. You know, 50% nope. of our population is women, 50% mm -hmm. of us should do that. You know, you'll still go through various, and I always find this really, really funny, because I haven't seen too many women um, as, as doormen, you know, and you'd think to yourself, my gosh, you know, like you think of women as chefs and you think of them as firefighters and, um, you know, emergency responders and police officers. And then you find these really strange little, uh, you know, anomalies. Like, um, mm -hmm. I don't know if the mining industry has many mm -hmm. women laborer types in there, you know, so there's still these mm -hmm. missing gaps in these very mm -hmm. strange areas mm -hmm. around town. But mm -hmm. thankfully politics is opening it up to a woman voice in a big way. Now, speaking of our voices, our voices are being heard on many different platforms these days. It used to just be, you know, through one channel or whatever our mm -hmm. governments would release and whatever our news outlets would report. But we do live in the era of social media, never more so than in the last mm -hmm. 10 years. And things have changed dramatically. I would argue not for the better in some ways. And mm -hmm. in some ways it has given us a voice. The bullying and and the harassment, I agree, have gone mm -hmm. up. And I think they've gone up for everybody. I think it is, as mm -hmm. you pointed out, a little easier to maybe attack a woman via social media. It's easier to mm -hmm. hide, you know. Mm -hmm. But social mm -hmm. media is a very important. What role do you see social media and the exchange of opinions over ideas? How do you approach? What is your social media approach? Well, uh, my social media approach is I generally, um, well, not generally. Do you generally. have Twitter? I, do you have Facebook? Do you I do. I was all? actually, <laughs> a, I, I was an early adopter of Twitter when it first came out and whatever it was. When I was on the school board, I, uh, I started tweeting and, uh, and now my kind of medium of choice is uh, Instagram. Luckily, I have two um, daughters in their 20s who inspire me to uh, try these things. Um, so I am on everything. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. But when I say I'm on it, I, I, to be honest, I don't have a lot of time to read a lot of uh, what's what other people are putting on there, but I do use it as a communication tool. Um, it's another way of reaching a different audience, but I only put out um, positive things for the most part. <laughs> good, good. And I, and I actually don't have a personal life, so <laughs> it's all professional. People will never, rarely will you find anything um, personal on uh, social media about me because I tend to use it professionally only. And, um, and I, I also have, but I also have a 1300 people that subscribe to my email newsletter, my mayor's updates. So I believe, and then I get out on the street and old fashioned, have coffee with the mayor and meet with the mayor. So I want to reach as many people as I can with the pot. I want to keep them updated on what we're doing. I want to hear from them. I want to stay in touch with my community and I'm going to try to do that across all communication, um, forums. 
there you go. God forbid we actually get face to face. Now, you know, again, an amazing point here, face to face. 2020 has been more of a stay home, stay safe approach because we just can't talk about a year in review without talking about the topic of the year, which is basically mm -hmm. this horrible, horrible virus that infiltrated everything. Mm -hmm. um, COVID-19, mm -hmm. we are dealing mm -hmm. with one of the largest pandemics in our lifetime by far. We have more tools now to deal with this and we've done certain things to help keep our community safe. What in particular, and again, West Vancouver in particular here, we have a high, high rate of a senior population. And I mm -hmm. remember when this hit, tell me if your thoughts were going there as well, because I thought, oh, wow, we have a senior population here. We have a very international population. People here have summer homes in other countries, other places. We, we move around a lot. We've got a unique circumstance here that could actually be the perfect storm. And I really thought mm -hmm. our entire North Shore community was going to make headlines for maybe some of the wrong reasons this year. And it kind of started out that way because if you'll remember, one of the first care homes to be mm -hmm. headlined was one in Lynn Valley. And that was an unfortunate mm -hmm. um, circumstance. Mm -hmm. But then, as I said, everything quickly blossomed from there. How do you think West Vancouver responded to the COVID crisis? Well, um, I vivid recollection um, because, you know, we started um, getting reports, um, you know, late February, early March. And I was planning on taking a trip down to the desert for spring break. And that week before, I remember talking to my CAO, Nina Lemus at the time, and I said, I called her on about the Wednesday, and that's before the government um, really um, shut down all travel. That was the last and two I, weeks of March. Yeah, that was the big hit, wasn't yeah. it? That was the big hit right on Easter break. <laughs> spring it break, was, yeah. it was. And I remember saying to Nina, called her up on like the Wednesday and said, Nina, I don't think I can go away to the the desert because I, I'm worried about what's going to happen to my community with 30% seniors. I, I can't go away. And she said, Marianne, I'm sorry. Yeah, you can't go away. So that was the Wednesday. Um, by the Thursday and Friday, of course, the world was changing overnight. I am really proud of our staff's response and our decisions, which were we were the first to shut everything down, and we just shut everything down, our municipal facilities. We were the first to post the information on a website, and I remember having conversation with, our, um, with Mark Chan, who is overseeing uh, our COVID response, and I'm like, Mark, we have to do this. And he's like, yep, it's the right thing to do. We were one of the first municipalities to declare a state of local emergency in case we needed those emergency powers to um, take further, more um, aggressive steps to protect our community. So I have to say, little West Vancouver um, did what its motto says, it's, you know, lead by example, and inspire excellence. And we really, we really led. And um, those now in hindsight, those look like easy decisions. But at the time when we didn't know where this was going, they were hard decisions. And our, our, our community, I can tell you, I was so touched by the response. Everybody was right behind us and said, we're just, you know, we're, we're going to do what we have to do. And thank you, municipality, for, for, 
taking these hardline steps to protect our um, our vulnerable population in particular. It was it wasn't immediate and it was a fast response and it was in as you said in hindsight the correct response and it seemed extreme at the time and you know even uh, tell me if you were thinking this I'm thinking oh good we'll lock down for a couple weeks we'll get this over with and I thought mm-hmm. oh my gosh two mm-hmm. weeks that's a long time and then started mm-hmm. to stretch and I remember saying oh, what mm-hmm. if this is going on in May and now you know mm-hmm. we've got to this stage mm-hmm. everyone's calling the new normal but what I mm-hmm. thought was impressive was things like senior center and people don't understand the senior center is a place for a very very important aspect of seniors lives not mm-hmm. only is there meals and activities but that gathering place mm-hmm. for people who mm-hmm. are alone is so important and our mental health in dealing with this all our services that you know and our sports and our fields we have a really good i like our little community you know i can say that i mm-hmm. live here and from here but it really is um we really mm-hmm. do do pretty well together given all the diversity and the age gaps that we have in things and i thought west vancouver responded very well keeping meals going at the senior center even for pickup and people delivering Mm -hmm. to people who were kind of stuck in their houses um Mm -hmm. we forget the two bookends of west vancouver the very wealthy very can hang on and pretty much do what they anything they need to do type and then the little vulnerable single you know seven-year-old senior at home and we have a lot of people that fall throughout that whole range so it's an incredible Mm -hmm. thing to have to respond to because you're not just responding to majority of one thing you've got two three four five very different groups with very different needs so um Mm -hmm. i agree with you i think we did really 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 well with that but we're coming to the end of the year now was there anything else that happened last year with west vancouver and the council that we missed did business shut down entirely was there something happened that we probably should talk about (laughs) well i know that we're probably running short of time but i can't move on without acknowledging the work of the senior center i mean they they serve twenty two thousand meals this year and the volunteers called every one of the members when COVID hit and checked on them and checked to see what they needed. And the stories that I heard about the widower whose wife had passed away, and since she passed away and she was the primary cook cook in the house, he had been living on tea and toast for the whole year. And people that thought they were doing okay that were living on canned soup, um, we, we were able to get them nutritious meals and um, what it did was it shone a spotlight, Kat, on these people had been suffering before COVID, and it revealed uh, the vulnerable population that we do have in West Vancouver that, you know, that 30% that that makes below 40000 a year that um, are, can barely pay their rent, and they often forfeit. I know someone who won't eat for three days just so they can pay their rent. Yeah. Um, and they, they don't have money to for the internet or to take the bus to get out or whatever. So I'm really, I, I just am really um, proud of our staff. I'm proud of the seniors advisory um, board and, and the group that came together to respond to COVID. And uh, I just want to acknowledge that. Now, as far as did anything else happen? (laughs) Okay, well, um, once we kind of got over the shock of, there was that period with that eerie silence of the streets. And and it was beautiful sunshine, I remember, in like March and April. And you'd look outside and you'd go, is there really a, a 
global virus spreading outside. Like you couldn't believe it. It was surreal. It was quiet. We, we, there was that period of quiet that was like a month. And then we had to go basically, you know what, we got to get back to business. Like we can't stop doing all the things we want to do for our community. So we all got, you know, used to using Zoom and WebEx and <laughs> right. Microsoft Teams. I mean, we're still getting used to it. <laughs> and, uh, we're not there yet, right? <laughs> we're not there yet. But um, we started um, getting back to the business um, with the with the um, with the context of COVID. So we had to do our third budget, basically, um, and slash, um, you know, we had a $17 million revenue hole in our budget, we had to do that. So we had to get back to managing our finances. And then we, you know, we started getting back to, to meeting our strategic goals around housing and transportation, and our committees all started up. Um, I, I was really, um, and then the economy, we really had to give extra attention to the economy and um you know you may recall we and i will give uh andrea flintoff if she's listening she came up with this idea of the name harmony eats instead of harmony arts and you know we had the restaurants on the water and and uh we we gave the restaurants extra space on patios and the beach house had a great patio and out in horseshoe bay the olive and anchor and and trolls and uh so, you know, we were pivoting very quickly. And not to mention that, the big news was we hired a new CAO because um, Nina Lemus retired. And so we were doing literally a COVID a search for a new CAO during COVID. Jeez. You know, and first interviews were on Zoom, which is less than ideal if you are trying to assess um, someone's fit with your organization. And so we ended up doing an in-person one in the music room at the community center with us all spread out because I just couldn't, I couldn't make up my mind. We had good candidates. And so we, we hired a new CAO. We redid our budget. We're just about to revisit our strategic plan in light of what's going on and, and our um, resources. Now our new CAO Um, is again, remind us our new person, Robert Bartlett. There we go. And he, he came from the city of Vancouver and he's, he's just a, I don't know how to say it other than he's a young superstar. Uh Um, He was the chief risk officer for the city of Vancouver, but he also was in charge of operations for two Olympics. And he worked for NATO on behalf of the British government. So uh, his resume. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I remember reading about his experience with the Olympics. I thought, well, that would be exciting. So, yeah. And he, yes. And he's just a really, um, he's got high emotional quotient, um, really personable, super funny, and seems to really be enjoying um, West Vancouver and making things happen here. There you go. So the year that was, the year that wasn't, I agree with you. I think if there was a fun part to the COVID response, it was the idea that we were outside a lot and we did have, Mm -hmm. you know, even more outdoor restaurants. And, you know, I have to ask you now, because we are getting down to our last three, four minutes here, because what is going to be up for next year? Obviously, um, I'm hoping you're going to come back and talk with us regularly here because it would be fun to keep regular tabs on what's happening at City Hall and who better than the mayor to tell us from her own, in her own words, how things are going, because uh, next year we're going to need to hear more news. And I hope that that news is going to include things like a return to even more patio space, you know, and, and mm-hmm. a return to being able to, I mean, my gosh, I don't think we got as far as being able to take our wine bottles to the park. I think that was a North Van no. thing, but we might yeah. get there next year. The budgets, of course, everybody's worried about 
tax mm -hmm. increases. So we want to mm -hmm. keep regular tabs on this, especially for our listeners like that. What do you see is up for next year? Are we in for higher taxes? Are we in for, as I said, now that we do know how to meet with Zoom, are we incorporating more technology? A lot of things went online and went online in a hurry. And mm -hmm. a lot of that good part can stay. I mean, I'm loving online mm -hmm. groceries and delivery. Mm -hmm. I kind of was starting it, but now I'm really into it. And I did enjoy the idea of being able to join into things virtually. It really, mm -hmm. I mean, while we couldn't get together mm -hmm. face to face, it was fun to tune in to mm -hmm. things that I couldn't tune into before. Give us some idea of what your predictions will be, specifically West Vancouver ones, for 2021. Well, I think that uh, we do have several more months of um, this new normal until we the vaccine is completely rolled out because obviously everyone's going to have to practice social distancing and do all this until we know that everyone has been vaccinated. So, um, so we're we're there. I actually am super excited about a lot of things that are coming about, and I'm one of the things I'm am excited about is a I formed a mayor's economic recovery task force. And I've got a, about a dozen people, help, trusted and talented advisors, experts in their field that I've met during my career. And um, I, I'm, we're going to be doing a ton of um, interesting things in collaboration with the chamber and the BIA and the business associations. And I'm calling it, I'm, my, our mantra is kind of COVID is catalyst because it's giving us the opportunity to giving us permission to try stuff that really we should have been trying before. And you talk about technology, technology has given us huge opportunities. So I'm re really excited about that. I'm super excited about um, moving forward with our uh, arts and culture center. You know, a lot of work right. has been done around um, finding locations. We're going to be going out to the public uh, to get their feedback on, uh, I think, three locations. So that's coming along. Um, Is you know, Harmony just... Arts going to be back? I have to start. Is <laughs> Harmony Arts going to be back? That's our big festival, isn't it? Do you think we'll, well be able to you know have it I'm, this year? <laughs> I'm, I'm really, in my mind, I'm kind of hoping that by August, yes. we're all vaccinated. And I just think it would be a fantastic opportunity to celebrate our community with going back to Harmony Arts. So I'm yes. going to keep my fingers crossed. I think it's, and it's going to be the best ever. <laughs> you bet. Now on the vaccination thing, I wouldn't, it would be a miss if I didn't kind of ask you about this one. We understand provincially healthcare is, is, is a provincial thing, but you know, yep. West Vancouver is always, can West Vancouver play a role? in making sure because of our in, you know increased senior population is there a, a way or a proper place to help ensure that we get the vaccines to the the senior population over here is there a role we can play in that well actually i was on a call hot off the press on friday with the new minister of municipal affairs josie osborne who I think is actually amazing. She was the former mayor of Tofino. And uh, it came up. It was a, a call with all the mayors in the South Coast region. So she went through 37 municipalities. West Van was near the bottom with Whistler and White Rock. <laughs> she went in alphabetical <laughs> order. But one of the things she that was brought up by one of the mayors is work with the municipalities. 
help us help you roll this out. Yes. She said, and as a former mayor, she totally gets it. And so, yes, there is a role. And I think she's going to take that seriously. And we, there was a, the deputy public health officer was also on the call. And he heard it loud and clear. Because one of the things that's been a learning experience for all of us is these provincial health orders. And our staff, you know, we get sort of the notice on Friday and they work all weekend to get the signage done to adapt our facilities and we really did say that we need to be part of the um, the policy rollout because um, to react for us is super hard and our, our staff are getting burned out um, elected officials are getting burned out and we need to work with, and I, I actually have a lot of um, faith in um, Ms. Osborne. Selena Robinson was great as well. She talked to us, right. I think, every two weeks or every week during the whole COVID crisis. I was on a call with uh, Selena Robinson and it was a round table. So and Selena I really, is the... She, she's now the Minister of Finance and right. she was um, the Minister of Municipal Affairs. So she called us every week personally, and we, she said, "What's going on? How can I help you? How can you know? How are your businesses doing? How's your community doing?" So I feel like we have a really good relationship with the provincial government, and it just gets better and better. I I really believe this is the century of the city, and that collaboration with senior levels of government is, is going to be a big part of that because we're the closest to the people. There you go. Working together, together alone, staying safe. All these things mean so much more now after the year we have been through. And if governments can work together, oh my goodness, you won't believe the stuff that we're going to start getting done. Isn't that right? <laughs> it's absolutely. Absolutely. I was just going to say, and our community is is stepping up in a big way. I'm seeing people are still applying for all of our committees. We're getting younger people applying. Um, so that is a good sign for me because it means people still have faith in local government and they're, they they want to be a part of something positive and successful. And uh, so it's the three-legged stool, you know, government, <laughs> staff, and the community. Yeah. You got it. Listen, our last wrap-up goes to you, dear lady. I'm going to allow you to give us, send us either a Christmas wish or tell us about a New Year's resolution for 2021. <laughs> what's, what's it going to mean? What is your Christmas wish for the community and or what New Year's resolution have you got? Well, I am definitely not making a New Year's resolution. <laughs> I'll tell you that. But my my wish for the community, and, you know, I do tend to be a positive kind of glasses half full kind of gal. And I, every day I find something positive, a silver lining that's come out of COVID. I know there's been excruciating pain with with the death of so many people, elderly people across the country, and and the North Shore is is suffering um, their share of of deaths of seniors in our in our care homes. Um, so I don't want to minimize that, but I I do want to say that um, the time that I've been able to spend even with my own family, my immediate family, I, I'm fortunate. I've got both my girls at home in their 20s, um, just one for a little while and one for a longer while. <laughs> and um, you know what? Uh, this is going to be an unusual Christmas. So I, my hope, two things. First of all is that we, we cherish 
what's really important at this time, and we be thankful um, for what's really important. And um, being together and being healthy and, you know, having roofs over our head and food in our belly and uh, great drinking water, thanks to the municipality, um, <laughs> is important. But I, I guess I would encourage anybody that listens to this on Christmas Day to reach out to someone that's probably on their own because right. um, there will be a lot of people that are going to be on their own and just give them a Christmas call. And uh, so my wish for, for everyone is that they receive lots of Christmas calls and that they cherish this Christmas. It's going to be different, but it's going to be memorable. And next Christmas will will be better or we'll we'll do it again we'll do it again you bet so thankful for friends thankful for family and extra thankful to our honored guest today west vancouver mayor mary ann booth i've enjoyed this so much i did ask you if you'd come back again but i'm going to hold your feet to the fire and ask you one more time i would love to (laughs) i would love to and kat i've really enjoyed this Um, And I wish you uh, and Craig a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. And please do keep in touch. I'd be happy to do this anytime. There you go. And listeners, thank you so much again for tuning in regularly. West of Vancouver Magazine, westvancouver.com. Click on our links below. Subscribe. We will also put links so that you can get a hold of our lovely mayor as well, including links to West Vancouver Council, the municipality, all the services that they offer. And if you have any extra questions there, you can go directly through that for those of you, again, online, westvancouver.com. Thank you again for tuning in, everybody. Please stay in touch and save me a smile.